My name is Justin Little, host of the Mental Wealth Podcast. Can you tell me about your own uh, mental health journey? Yeah, I mean, my mental health journey goes back to just being a kid growing up. Um, I can't, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm black. So, um, you know, when you grow up in a, in a minority community, there's a lot of struggles where mental health isn't really something that's talked about or put on enough uh, of a pedestal. So um, I struggled with my own mental health. It wasn't something that I saw being preached from my parents. Uh, I was a depressive youngster. I struggled with my weight. So I was really depressed because of that. I self-harmed a lot. I still have scars on my arms from when I used to uh, trigger warning, you know, cut myself. Not initially to uh, for suicide. I did have suicide ideation at some point, but that wasn't sometimes it was just to cope with the pain that I was going through. Uh, I finally convinced my parents to take me to a doctor because when you grow up in our household, it's like just go outside and play. You know, it's not really you you're depressed no you just need to go outside and play you just must not you know what i mean like it's not a, a big deal to them so um i did go and see a psychiatrist who prescribed me and diagnosed me with adhd and uh depression disorder was medicated for that at about 15 16 and i also saw a therapist weekly um both singularly and i also attended group therapy like bi-weekly and so that's kind of how i got through my teen years a couple of suicide attempts um, but I was able to kind of manage through with medication, but definitely something that I dealt with all my life. And then when I got into my 20s, I stopped the medication and I kind of just self-medicated with, you know, nothing, no, no drugs, but really just a lot of drinking, um, hanging out, you know, just partying, just doing things to take my mind, um, anything to take my mind off of dealing with what I was really dealing with. So what inspired you to create the podcast? Yeah, the podcast was, you know, I felt like I wanted to find my voice and I never knew what I was good at. People used to tell me I could speak well. I took some speaking courses in school. And for me, it was more so like, all right, how can I take my story and show it to the world? Whether anyone listens or not, like it became my journal. I was never a writer. Like I could create content like I could. I loved English, but I wasn't the best writer. I was a better speaker, like off the cuff. And so that's really what podcasting is. Right. It's not you yeah. might have some notes, but a lot of times you're talking to yourself or talking to a guest, creating conversations. It's not scripted. So it so the podcast literally started. I went ordered a twenty dollar microphone off of Amazon, had my my cell phone right here and I started recording in a bedroom and. The first episode was called It's It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And essentially the thought was, I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to start sharing intimate details of what I go through every day. And maybe people will relate to it. And so that was the inspiration to start to tell my story. I started it in April of 2021. So a little over two years now, just as a way for me to get out things that I've hidden so long. And then along the way, early on, I was able to also discover other people who cared about mental health and wanted to tell their story. And so in the beginning, it was initially just like straight up, just my diary of just who Justin is. Um, and then I was able to pivot and bring in guests who also could create conversations and tell their stories, whether they were celebrities, public figures, influencers, 
clinicians in this space who had something to say about mental health. So that helped me to kind of not just share my message, but also to get their message out. And then also for me to continue to grow this amazing audience. How has talking to guests help your own healing process? You know, sometimes when, and you might be able to relate as a podcaster yourself, sometimes I'm just so caught up and fascinated in their story that I forget to be the host. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. I might have these questions that I plan on asking, but then all of it goes out the window when they get to, when I get to hear what they're saying and get to really, truly relate to their stories and their shares. And I think the most important thing I gather is knowing that I'm not alone, because I think a lot of folks who have ever thought about suicide or ever even, you know, obviously those who have taken their life, who've been successful, probably at some point felt that they were alone that no one understood yeah. them. That they were the only one in the world dealing with what they're dealing with. And while we don't want to diminish what someone's experiences is not to diminish their experience, it's to help them to see, hey, you aren't the only one. There are more people like you. You aren't crazy. You're struggling with things. You're human. This is what makes you a human being. And hey, look at all these other folks, because when we share our story, when someone shares how they were able to pivot and get through what they experienced for someone else, it can be their survival guide. It can be how they get through what they experience. Oh, look, there goes someone else who looks like me, who sounds like me, who's gone through something like me, and they were able to get through it. So maybe I can. And so that's been the result for me. And if a bunch of major guesses, I've gotten that comfort of knowing I'm not the only one in the world who goes through this. I'm not the only one who cares. And then also along the way, I've gotten educated on some amazing resources and opportunities that exist in the mental health space. So it's been liberating, but also educational as well for myself and the audience. How is it going out to an audience with uh, being a national speaker and sharing your story. Yeah, that that's maybe what I'm most passionate about. And as I pivot, um, I just announced um, a few days ago. Um, so you'll hear this first, but uh, I'll be giving a TEDx speech. Uh, oh, wow. Here in, in November. So really excited about that. We literally just announced that on Sunday. So, I mean, that, that's the mecca of public speaking. So to be able to be on that stage, um, and there's going to be a local session here, not far from where I'm from. It's just a beautiful opportunity. Um, I love speaking. I love getting in front of people and, and changing and impacting lives and, and and even more than podcasting. So I'm kind of I was podcasting more regularly in the beginning, like every week. I'm now sometimes once or twice a month, if that. But getting a chance, I've got a chance to be at the White House. I've gotten a chance to be in California, Florida, New York. When I go to places, whether the crowd is big or small, to see people respond and react to what you have to say, to see people come up to you, hey, look, I really appreciated what you're saying because I feel the same way. That's all the validation and affirmation I need. It reminds me that I'm doing the right thing. Everyone's not going to always respond to your message. It's not for everyone, but it is for someone. And that's kind of the mindset that I keep is, hey, if I can change one person's life, if I can help influence one person that I'm doing something right. So that's what kind of motivates me to keep going. And uh, and I just can't wait to get out there again and speak and impact some lives. When I was researching you, I saw that you're a board member on uh, the Lee Thompson Young Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this was a really special moment. And this is the power of networking. So Clubhouse, I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse. Clubhouse was an app Still is existence, but it was really, really popular 2020, 21, 22, during the pandemic, social audio. 
I created an online community on there called the Mental Wealth and Wellness Community. Um, nearly 5,000 members. We would meet every Sunday at one o'clock and talk about mental health, a big group, a couple hundred people in the room at some point. Um, one day, a lady named Tamu Lewis came into the room and her bio is said Lee Thompson Young Foundation. Well, I recognize that name Lee Thompson Young because I'm a 90s baby. So I grew up Lee Thompson Young from the show, the famous Jet Jackson. He was the first black person I ever saw on the Disney Channel. And he was very famous. He he acted in a bunch of movies and shows. And unfortunately, he passed to suicide. He suffered from bipolar disorder. So I believe he died August 19th, 2013. So uh, over just almost 10 years at the age of 29. And so when I saw Taymu with that in her title, I reached out to her, wanted to connect with her. We connected. This was over two years ago. And she says, I want to come on the podcast. So she came on as a guest to tell her story, to tell the story of her brother and of the foundation that her and her mom created in his namesake once he passed. And this foundation, um, what, what they do is they go into schools and they create wellness programs and they create education programs. And particularly one of the main focuses as of late has been for highly gifted and talented youth because we've seen higher rates of suicide and depression and anxiety and those who have that highly talented and they have a lot of extra pressure on them to succeed, which also can result in more mental health scenarios. And so essentially, once she came on my podcast, it was August of 2021. It was the anniversary of his death. It was right before Suicide Awareness Month in September. Later that year, the end of 2021, going into 2022, she asked me to be a part of the board, to join the board of directors. So it was completely organic. She saw some value in what I had going on. And I joined the board in early 2022 and ever and have been there for now about a year and a half. And I'm glad to be a part of this organization and continuing to see how it grows. And of course, it means something to me because when we recorded that episode, it was a few days, a few weeks before my 29th birthday at the time. And it was a few, the episode came out a few days before the anniversary of Lee's death. And so it was just such a full circle moment to be able to create that episode, create that content, to honor Lee, someone that I looked up to growing up mm -hmm. and to honor his life and now to be a part of his legacy to where now his death won't be in vain. And we can use his death as a way to help other children who are struggling. Yeah. What advice would you give, um, uh, young kids or teenagers when they feel like they're alone you got to lean into resources you got to lean into community and so that's something that we can do better as as adults is providing that sense of community providing resources through the school system through education through the state the governments to make sure that they have support because so many kids don't feel that support like me growing up it was like when I went to school and talked to school counselors, it wasn't about mental health. It was about how you're doing in school. If you're acting yeah. out, it's about planning for your future. All right, you're in middle school. What classes are you going to take in high school? You're in high school. What are you going to do in college? That's what it was about. It wasn't about your mental health. We need to create more programs for kids to be able to open up honestly about how they feel. Um, and that's the reason why a lot of people feel alone, because a lot of kids don't really feel that safe space. And think about the system. Think about who their parents are. Many of their parents didn't have that safe space either. So it's generational. So at some point we have to stop the, the spread of the trauma from generation to generation, because if I didn't have the resources and then I just 
preach what I know to my kids, which might be lack of self-care, lack of self-love, not knowing how to prioritize your mental health, then it just becomes a cycle. And so in order to end that cycle, it starts with demonstrating the right behavior. So I think one of the most important things as adults that we could ever do for children to remind them that they're not alone is to demonstrate by our behaviors how to take care of yourself, how to prioritize your mental health. What does it look like? Because a lot of kids want to grow up and be like their parents. So mm -hmm. if they see us do good things, then maybe they'll do good things. When they see us do bad things, then they pick up on those behaviors as well. So educators, adults, the onus is on us to create what that new generation looks like, to model the right behaviors for these youths, create these programs, create these opportunities so then that they don't feel alone and they, they know that they can reach out for mental health support at any time. I know for me that uh, when I was like 10, uh, I was in therapy, but I only did like three, four sessions because of the the negativity that I thought, you know, sharing your feelings or something like that. But knowing you know, what I went through as an adult, I wish I focused more as a kid uh, with my mental health. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then you pay for it when you become an adult. Like you look yeah. back, you're like man, I I wish, you know. Th there's a program. One of my mentors, Jay Barnett, he does this tour called the Just Heal Bro Tour, and he goes to colleges to young men, particularly men of color, talking about mental health, creating safe spaces for them to open up. Some of them don't have fathers in their life. Some of them already are fathers. They're just dealing with different things and creates spaces. And I was sitting there like, while I was appreciative of what he'd done and supporting him, I was a little jealous because I'm like, man, I wish I had this 10 years ago. Yeah. Wish I had this because I might have avoided a lot of the pitfalls that I went through had some of these things existed. And so there's a lot of work to be done. We've made a lot of progress. I think the pandemic, while it was a horrible time, there was a lot of loss of life, unfortunately, a lot of isolation it put a spotlight on mental health that stayed there to this day um, that's been talked about more than ever before. And so I hope that as we, as the world has returned to normal activities, that we continue to keep focus on mental health conversations, learn from the mistakes of the past, and then pave a, pave a new way for a better future. What are some of the things that motivate you? Yeah, that's, you know, I'm motivated first by my own journey of healing because I feel like that's the best thing I could ever do. You know, I built my podcast off of transparency and being honest. I've talked about deep, dark things on my podcast. Thank divorce, relationships with my father, brothers, mother, family, going through changes. So I think the first thing what motivates me is knowing that if I show up as my authentic self for my listeners, but first for myself then I'm going on my own healing journey. And that's the best thing I could ever do for myself or anyone else is to continue on my own healing journey to, to practice what I preach. And then, you know, it, it's success. You know, a lot of people say I'm motivated by success, but success can look like it can look different. Yeah. Each person. I don't, I don't need, I'm getting a lot of opportunities now, which is amazing. And I'm humbled by it. But I, what I, what, what motivates me is knowing that I'm changing the world, even if it's just a piece of it that I'm doing something, that I'm using my platform. Because one of the things that's a buzzword in the mental health space, Mike, is the word mental health awareness. There's mental health yeah. awareness months, right? So May is a mental health awareness month. This month in July is BIPOC 
mental health awareness month for black people, indigenous people of color. There's always awareness, self-care awareness, breast cancer awareness. Awareness is great. But if we stay simply in a in a in a state of being aware, so we're aware yeah. there's a problem, but what will you do about it? Because that's the first step because there's a lot of people who don't know that it's a problem. So let's get them to a state of awareness, but we can't just stay there. We have to come together and talk about solutions. We have to come together and talk about mental health action. That's my favorite word is action. What are yeah. actionable items that I can do? How can I use my resources, my platform, my talents, my abilities to help further along that message to where now we're doing the work, not just talking about what needs to be done because it sounds great but are we going to do it? So that's really what motivates yeah. me is knowing that I can play even a small role in mental health action and showing up, whether it be in my community here in Virginia, where I'm from, or I'm being other communities that I get the privilege of visiting is knowing that I'm showing up and I'm making a change. What has some of the feedback been uh, on the podcast from viewers? Yeah. You know, we, we've been potting for now two and a half years. Um, I mentioned earlier, I went to a guest focus at some point, but some of the, my listeners appreciate when it's just an episode of just me going on there. Mm -hmm. I do that from time to time talking about something I've been going through, updating them. I'm about to do that here soon and talk about this journey with the Ted talk. Um, people relate to the stories that I tell, whether they've gone through the same exact thing, they've gone through similar things. They appreciate me being authentic. Um, they appreciate the information that's shared as a resource. So, um, that's been a great, great feedback. I've been able to create partnerships um, with the podcast, relationships with some of the guests, right? People I'm still in contact with now. So they weren't just people that just came on the podcast. There were people I stayed in contact with yeah. and have done have done things with, um, you know, have, you know, created things with, right? Um, a lot of my podcast guests, I did a, a mental health summit in May, a virtual mental health summit. And a lot of my former podcast guests were people that I use for that summit. And we brought together hundreds of people for that. So, you know, the feedback's been great. And and finally, you know, we, we were able to create a partnership last year with BetterHelp. So they sponsor our podcast, which is amazing because, you know, I, I told someone the other day, I was like, I don't care about any money that I can earn from a contract with BetterHelp. It's really the cosign that means the most to me that they see yeah. value in my product and what I'm delivering and say, hey, we're going to rubber stamp you. We're going to give your listeners a discount off our services. We're going to give you a customized code and we're going to back you and push you to the next level. So uh, with that, you know, again, I am in a state where I'm pivoting to where I may not be podcasting as much as I was because at peak time I was releasing an episode every week. Um, we've done um, close to 70 episodes total in, the, in over two and a half years. Um, but as I go on the next journey, I'm thankful for the podcast because it truly gave me my voice and gave me an opportunity to impact other people's lives in over 50 countries now. Where do you want to see your mission in, say, the next three to five years? Three to five years, you know, I, I work on one thing I'd be remiss. I work a regular nine to five job, too, in the telecommunication industry that that pays the bills. And so I've been fortunate to be able to have that and still do this work on the side to where it's not my main work. Um, I'm not sure if that's my goal for it to be my main work full time. Um, you know, I do need to make a living and I'm blessed to you know, have a job with benefits and retirement and stuff like that. But in a perfect scenario, I continue to work my job that I have now. Uh, and be able to take the time off I need to go and speak, to travel, to go 
create more content, to create more collaborations, to create more mental health action and find more creative ways to get this message out. Um, my TED talk that's coming up later this year, the theme of that of that particular session is the power of inclusion. And I want to speak particularly to men of color because I'm in that category and talk about all the ways that we can strategize to support and love on one another. So um, that's where I see my work heading is continuing to be a beacon for all um, when it comes to mental health for each and every individual. But also a lot of my focus will go particularly to men of color because there's a great need in that category and lack of resources that exist. And, I, and I'm a part of that category. So um, I want to do more for my own people, for my community.